Welcome to episode 40. Snoring's dog is really snorty. <laughs> when eating banana nose. Nanner no, nanner no, nanner no. You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. <laughs> We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your hosts, Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the news. Let's go. Okay. I'm Ryan. I'm Dallas. Troy's over there. What? Hello. Yep. <laughs> Troy is is at the machines today. Elliot's not here. He's at the helm. Yes, we say goodbye to Elliot. He's steering the machine. Yep. We said see ya later. We didn't say goodbye. Yes, true. Troy's over there steering. Cool. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> thank you. On his behalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says nice work. I just say thank you. Thanks. It's all <laughs> <Thank> me. Thank you. <laughs> You are welcome. I'm oh. awesome. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. So today, we're going to talk about burnout. Like pot? No, not like druggies. Oh. Um, burnout. So this really, this, this, I suppose, every, you know, anybody who's kind of identified as an activist at one time or another, hopefully can get something out of this conversation. But even, I kind of feel like... Um, well, I don't know. Do you think that burnout could apply to other people who are not Surely. activist identified? Yes, I think burnout can happen to non-activist people. I mean, if we are saying activists are specifically people that look more like us that are actively going out, right, doing things. Well, but I think of- it can be exhausting too for people that just are vegan or vegetarian trying to having to constantly explain themselves can be mm-hmm. a form of burnout. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, the definition of burnout, I was so prepared, you guys. I did my homework. I'm sure there will still be many things that come up that we don't know what the hell we're talking about, but... In this one instance. In this one instance, I actually did some research. Research being, I don't know, research if you count, go to dic- going to like dictionary.com and looking up a definition research. But that I counts. Got, I, decided counts. To, I decided to be official. For us, it counts, for it sure. It does. <laughs> Um, so the definition of burnout is exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. Okay. So again, exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. And I feel that's a pretty accurate definition in terms of the kind of burnout I've felt. Well, you know. Dictionary.com knows what's up. Yeah, that's true. You feel like the dictionary's definition is accurate? Yeah, but I don't always I don't always believe that. So Oh. Good to know. Anyway, I just thought it, I thought it was a good one. So burnout. I mean I so this is mostly for activists, but whoever can get something out of it, go for it. Um so in I guess one reason I wanted to talk about burnout is because I think that it affects all of us at some point or another. And oftentimes, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of feelings around it um, for folks, both on the burnout side and also on the side of the people who are not and are watching their comrades fall away, Sure, I think. Um, but anyway, so I was thinking we could start out by looking at kind of what leads to it and what builds up to that. So, I mean, 
at least for me, I feel like rage. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the anger and frustration um, can also like it has is wound up tightly with disappointment, hopelessness, and despair altogether. Those are all awful, heady, like really heavy things to juggle, and doing that for any length of time is gonna lead to burnout. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think another thing is the kind of endlessness, like the relentlessness of mm-hmm. how, I mean, pretty much anybody who's started to look into violence against animals starts to see it everywhere. Yep. I mean, and all of them, it kind of to the point where, at least with me, like I'm almost not surprised, but I, I'm, I am surprised when I am surprised. Yes. <laughs> by... The new, like, novel or some way that I hadn't thought of that somebody else has thought of to torture someone. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that just the feeling that there's, like, there's no end in sight to this problem. That this has been going on as long as we can, I mean, as, it's been going on forever. And it's so huge. And how are we ever going to get it to stop in that case? Like, the inertia is overwhelming. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Those, I mean, of course, there are always good, good moments. I mean, you anytime we have a conversation with somebody that goes well, or you know, I don't know what other what other good things that shine through all those feelings. Why don't we all kill ourselves, Ryan? <laughs> well, I might be the wrong person to ask about that. Um, because that one technically be vegan. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom all the time, but it does kind of feel to me anyway, like there's a, there's an undercurrent of it and it's, it's a constant sort of feeling. Like, I don't honestly know, I don't know if there has been much of a time, probably, probably never since I've started all of this or since I was a child, maybe that I can remember just being totally at ease you know because always Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind I know that this stuff is happening so that's a lot I mean just to kind of always have that operating yeah at a just under the surface not too far under the surface I've even had moments and it happens I guess regularly where I feel guilty for being relaxed or like guilty for being in a situation where I can enjoy myself or not have to deal with that kind of, I don't know, that kind of being in, being in a position of suffering. Like, what, speciesist privilege, human privilege? Right. <laughs> um, and then I've got, like, first world privilege and white privilege and, you know, other other kinds of privilege tossed on. So I've got all that guilt going on. But despite that, you can still have a good time sometimes, I suppose. It's just I'm trying to get to the point of... The fact that burnout is always a threat. I have a good time a lot of times. Do you want to say more about that? I want to say that if I didn't sometimes just, I know it's always under the surface, but if I didn't. I guess I hate to say pretend it isn't happening. 
Oh, I have those too. Yeah, I have that too. I mean, in for short amounts of time. I think it's just difficult. I can't really sustain that. Or if I'm if I'm trying to have a good time where it's relaxing good time, I think that that's where it tends to creep up for me more than if it's like excited, energetic good time because then it can crowd out. I've got too many sensory things going on. So it kind of crowds out the the remembering. Yeah. But do you think that happens though in other social justice movements? I know that Yes. Women weren't necessarily being killed to be eaten, but... Or bred to be killed to be eaten. Right. But, I don't know, like, you've got to turn it off sometimes. I mean, if you were part of some other human right movement, mm-hmm. or any any social justice movement... I don't think that any one individual's psyche can handle all of that pain. So regardless of whatever the movement is, I think. um, And I also don't think that we can even comprehend all of that pain. So it, whatever, whatever the issue is that somebody is fighting for. Yeah. I think, I think it is important to do something that's good for you to take care of yourself. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm all about self care too. I'm just saying that, this is part of why it's so important, I guess, is because like you're, I feel like we're fighting all that huge tidal wave of knowledge. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I can. So, um, yeah, so the endlessness and the everywhereness of that violence is hard. And also, I mean, if you're, that's even just one I know, God, God, guys, I hope you're not all, like, getting out your razor blades and (laughs) writing your suicide note on how, like, I'm not meaning to plunge us all into a horrible place. But I'm just saying, I mean, the other thing, too, is that there's all this stuff that I don't know about that I know is happening. And there's there's some goodness in there, too, because that means that other people, oh, there are other activists shouldering that pain. Thank you. (laughs) So I don't have to. Um... But anyway, I guess the other thing, too, that also contributes is, like, the resistance that we get from other people who are not identified as activists, are not vegan, have not taken this cause on, and who don't want to hear about it. Yep. I think that, you know, because we can be working ourselves, you know, we can be working as hard as we can work and doing the best that we can to educate other people, but when there's a resistance to them hearing that message... Or people just simply don't want to examine what they're doing or they don't want to hear about it. While it's understandable because they don't want to feel like we do, um, right. it also makes us feel worse, I think, because it just kind of ramps up the... It, it makes things... It, that resistance on their part, it feels like, you know, we have to work so much harder because we have to keep up the slack or try to make up for that. Right. Um, so that can be really hard. And is there anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, it, I, yeah, it, it, it's terribly frustrating. I'd say that's probably 
one of my bigger burnout points is as much as I enjoy having conversations with people, especially at like tabling events, Mm -hmm. I feel when we have a bad event, I feel like that burns me out kind of more than just general life and knowledge. Oh yeah. So if you have a specific instance where you try to address it, you try to bring it up and it falls flat or like living green expo a couple of years ago. It was just people didn't seem very receptive and it was really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Especially when you feel like you've got all the arguments down and you, this is all you talk about. And so you feel like, you know, at least kind of how to get into that conversation with people. You've got all your bag of tricks and none of them are working. None of them are working all day long. Yeah, that can suck. Um, I mean, it doesn't always go that way, but, right. you know, but it is hard. Or even, or if there's one particular person that you're invested in, a lot of times people like have a family member in their lives that they really want to get it and they really want them to make these changes and that one person is just not having it and right. it can really hurt. Um, And I guess the last one um, is or the last one that I have anyway, maybe you have some more, but um, is the whole like feeling like your own, your own clan or your own tribe is letting you down or disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's people not showing up for an event that they said, you know, they said they were going to, or they just lose interest in it. Or um, I know that that's, that's happening right now with some people that I know that they're just so frustrated by the fact that they're you know people just aren't showing up to the protests that they're scheduling yeah and um you know that kind of and probably because they you know those folks are like well this isn't making a difference you know it's not making it's not which i think is false but you know it's not making the difference that they want you know that they want it to or it's not looking the way that they want it to and so therefore they're attached to the outcome Yep. Yep. And of course it's, I mean, I'm attached to the outcome too. I want to see real, I want to see something, I want my actions to result in a real difference made to an actual individual. Right. You know, I'm, that's why I get kind of all, all of this stuff about having conversations about concepts and values and ideals and all that. I mean, those are those are important, but only in as much as they actually influence people's behavior yep. and actions in the real world. So it's not all just kind of cerebral mumbo jumbo. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so, and there's a whole chapter, I think, on that in Aftershock, which we talked about before by Patrice Jones. Yep. Um, that she went on. I mean, just the importance of supporting other people and kind of being there for them. And that can look a lot of different ways. I mean, just, I think, um, keeping your word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, I've showed up, actually, recently, I've showed up to events only because my friend had organized it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, I would not have been there except that, you know, so I didn't, I didn't even go for the animals. I went for that person. And I think that that can be really helpful, too, is just 
whatever you have to make it about so that because and I think it's because I didn't I wasn't convinced necessarily that 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 event would have made it that that event did make any difference for animals but I knew that me being there would mean something to that person and so I shifted you know I shifted it so that I would be able to measure my own result I guess do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and then I felt good because I was backing that person up and you know yep. that was good so um anything else that you can think of that kind of contributes no those are the majors it's tough it's activism is not for sissies <laughs> yeah there's a lot of mental mind games that i kind of like put myself through the mental paces in order to stay in the game yeah you know you've got um, to be able to compartmentalize things yeah just... yeah you do and there's it's it can be so difficult to just and this is not a reason to not do it of course but it can be really difficult to just get through a normal day if you have Sometimes. to interact with a lot of non-vegans yeah. during your work or family or whatever. Sometimes. It can be tough to just get through one day. Yep. Well, so things that keep keep us in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, just knowing what I know and saying I can't just let that happen without doing something. Right. You know, like I've got to do something. I have to do something about this. What what kind of person would I be if I knew all the things that I knew and I didn't do anything? I don't think that, I mean, I, as hard as it is, I think sometimes to keep going, knowing the things that we know, it would be unthinkable to not go. Right. <laughs> you know, to not keep going because that's just not a person I want to be. Nope. Um, and so, I mean, I guess I was thinking about this. Like, that's not even about being true to the animals. I think that's about being true to yourself. If you can, you know, if you need to be a person that you can live with. Because <laughs> wherever you go, there you will be. <laughs> like, you only have you for company, always, right? Yep. So, you hopefully, that'll motivate some folks to make choices that, I don't know. They won't have to live with endless shame around, you know? Like, <laughs> God. Shame, shame. Yeah. Um, I, and that said, too, I think the people around us, other people who are working so hard, you know, just kind of saying, like, I'm not going to let them down either. Yep. Like, those are people that I care about and people that I agree with. And, you know... I think that it's really important for us to have good relationships with other people who are doing this, the, this kind of work. It keeps us engaged. And even if we can't necessarily be committed, you know, like if we're not inspired by the larger actions that are happening out there, we can, we can make that commitment to that one person or those couple people right. to support them while they're going. Um, <clears throat> I think sometimes with me when I'm like when I have an overwhelmed feeling which I think is a lot about this endlessness and vastness of this huge problem that's been going on forever and is everywhere all the time that's pretty overwhelming yeah um and so breaking things down into like what do I know 
I can do? Or what do I know needs to be done? Because there's so many things that we don't know about how, like, how do we fix this? I don't know. I mean, maybe we do in theory, but that's not, I mean, we have to break it way, way down into little chunks. And so maybe that looks like just looking at, okay, well, what are the things that I do know need to happen? And then just go after those little bits rather than getting paralyzed by the big, huge problem that we have no clue how to fix. That's kind of a good practice in life, though. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Just put one foot in front of the other. Yep, exactly. I know I need to put my shoes on, and to do that, I have to tie them. (laughs) (laughs) Break it down. Really, really, really little. Yep. Or even, like, yeah, I just really break it way down. Um, and the other thing, too, is that when you do that, automatically, I think, your confidence goes up. Like, okay, I can tie my shoes. I know how to do that. <laughs> that makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> well, in the for a couple moments, like, okay. I actually cannot tie my shoes right now. Yes. Ryan is all broken over there in her bandages and... Ice packs, slings, slings. and ice packs. So. so broken. Yeah. But right now, we're just having a conversation about this stuff, and you can do that. I can do that? I don't need to worry about tying my shoes right now? Nope. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, I think... And then the other thing, too, is that um, educating ourselves, like figuring it... Okay, so if you don't know, what is it you have to find out in order to do it? Right? So then just kind of laying out those questions. You look so miserable. I'm Okay. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so then that leads in, like, the idea about, um, breaking things down, and if you don't know what needs to happen next, then figuring out, like, some real concrete things, questions that you can get the answers to. Okay, so I don't know the answer to this. How do I find out? And I think the other thing, too, that that kind of leads into is this whole, um, pursuit of knowledge, <clears throat> and always trying to learn and grow like in I've I've made this into a conversational thing if I say so, if, if I'm having a conversation with somebody if they bring something up that I'm not sure how to respond to I really seize on that and mm-hmm. try to figure out how I feel about it or how I could respond or what I could do differently or better and so it makes it less about this gigantic huge problem that I don't know how to fix but like how can I mm-hmm. be a better activist how can I have really meaningful interactions with individuals right. one at a time. How can I make a difference with every person that I come across? Because every way? single, every person you're going to change is one at a time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's really hardly any other way to do it. Yep. So just, you know, trying to make it about a, I don't know, like a personal commitment to learn and grow or what is that? Self-improvement? <laughs> what that, do people yes, do? that is self-improvement. What do, what, self-help? Yeah. Personal trying- personal development. That's okay. what I'm trying to go. <laughs> That's I what I'm sure trying to figure were- out. Personal development. What you felt like you were missing in your vocab there. Mm-hmm. Figured it out. So, yeah. The whole... Um, and then when I was putting notes together for this episode, because I decided I was going to be prepared this time, <laughs> um, I was asking about G.I. Joe, remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes ago. Yep. Totally do. So... Troy, do you remember that? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so knowledge is power. Now you know, and knowing's half the battle. I still don't think it's all that. That it's G.I. Joe that or that knowledge is half the battle? No, I think knowing is half the battle is just a thing. That it's I not a G.I. Joe Maybe thing? Maybe it is G.I. Joe. I don't know. Guys, weigh in on this. Is now you know and knowing's half the battle, is that a G.I. Joe thing? I say yes. Troy says yes. Ryan's not sold. I'm not sold. I'm, But I am amendable. Okay. I'm never sure of anything. Ooh. That'll be good for our next conversation. I think it will be. But right now... There's your segue. Yeah. Well, not really a segue. <laughs> a little <teaser>. early. <laughs> it's a teaser. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think in doing anything that you can in order to create confidence in yourself, not just kind of blind... What's... What is it? What's it called? You're my not voc- prepared at friggin' all. It's my vocabulary. It's my brain. I did my... <sighs> What is what called? It wouldn't be an MVR episode if I didn't know what I was talking about. If you knew what you were talking about, you mean? You said if you didn't know what you were talking about? Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) So, no. When somebody is unjustly confident. Arrogant. Arrogant? I don't know. Arrogant, I think it could be could be justified it's like that's that's just a lack of modesty megaloman meg somebody who's arrogant and can actually do the right you know do a good job that's just a lack of modesty and a big head i'm talking about somebody who is just thinks they know what they're doing and they're totally off the mark anything troy um jackass i don't know <laughs> true hubris maybe but anyway, so confidence, yes, is not is good, but not just kind of blind, ignorant confidence. Sure. Way in, guys. Tell me what I'm not knowing this Tell word. Dallas what she's not saying. <laughs> Please. But I don't know that she knows, so. I do. I have the idea. Okay. And so I've been spending a lot of time training at my martial arts school lately, and so I'm just imagining somebody who's like... They're training and they think that they're just fucking Bruce Lee Ego. and they're egocentric, egocentric, egomaniac. But that's somebody who you can be all those things and still have skills. I'm talking about somebody who has no skills, but they think they do. Skills to pay the bills. I don't know. Uh, what is It'll it? come to me and I'll just blurt it out later. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a word for this kind of person or behavior. I don't think we didn't say what the word was. I think we probably covered it in one of the words. <laughs> okay. Don't you think? Try. Oh. So, <laughs> Ryan's in pain. I can't think. <clears throat> Troy doesn't have a mic. This is... That's MVR. I mean, it is what it is, you know? We are... <laughs> we are a total shit show. <laughs> and awesome at it. And awesome at it. 
But I think our listeners would like to know that while I am in a tremendous amount of pain, I'm actually not boozed or drugged right now. It's good. There's a first time for everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I would probably be better off with a cocktail. I might care a little bit less about the pain I'm in. God. Anyway, so, okay. A commit, you know, the personal development commitment to learn and grow and try to kind of do the best you can do wherever you're at. I think that that is a helpful, a helpful way to kind of pare things down a bit. And also the whole notion that I at least feel it's good for people to do what they like to do and not necessarily try to force themselves to do act, you know, some kind of activism that they hate doing because uh, you're going to burn out a lot faster that way. Yes. Won't you? Yeah. If you hate leafleting, don't do it. Yep. Unless a friend tries to make you cut a boundary. Yep. Nope. I'm not doing that. Nope. Yeah, you got to emphasize the P. Nope. Don't let yourself feel too deprived of things. Don't do that. I think, um, yeah, doing things that you enjoy and that make you happy is really important. Being a martyr isn't going to save any animals. No. It'll just annoy people. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not cool. You're not a martyr. You're saying that to our listeners or to me? I'm saying that to everybody. Everybody. Okay. So back to the topic, last bit. The bottom line. Bottom. Like queen. All of my thoughts are going into songs I have on my iPod. Remember when you got here and you said, I'm ready to record? Yeah. Is that still the case? I don't know. I also told you that I was really excited and happy and in a good mood and that could end at any minute. Has it ended? No, I'm still good. Excellent. I feel like I'm not on my game today. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like I'm trying to carry this myself. But I'm broken. Yeah, I know. I hurt a lot. I'm not good at trying to do this by myself, kind of. Or lead it. How's it going, Troy? Does this sound awful? This conversation, is it awful? No. Okay, good. I Troy, can't tell. How do you feel about burnout? I'm too close. Are you a fan? No, thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down, grumpy face. Should we move this along? Yeah, the bottom line. Basically, all we can do is the best with what we know at the time and always strive to do the best you can wherever you are that day, like yoga. Yep. Right? Yes, absolutely like yoga. And what do we mean by that? Don't you, have an ego. Yeah, you are where you are that day. Yep. You do the best you can do. You don't compare it necessarily to where you were before. Or other people. Or other, other people. people you go for your best whenever, you know, wherever, you go for your best. Every minute. Just try to do that. I like it. Keep that the focus. And that is our made-up recipe for avoiding burnout. <laughs> Try it. Ta-da! Let us know if it happens, if it works. <laughs> did we talk about avoiding burnout, or did we just talk about burnout? I don't think we. Oh, talked about I, that was. It. I was trying to wrap it up. Like, oh, and here are things you can do to help stay in the game. 
stay in the game was like my other way of saying avoiding burnout. Did we talk about that? Not in so many words, but I just clarified now. I love us. (laughs) The whole last bit was all about talking about the good things that you can do and, you know, knowing things and staying confident, doing what you love and all that. Like that's, that's trading to avoid all the bad things, which will make you kill yourself. Well, they won't make you. I mean, if you're not like prone to suicide, I don't think they're going to make you. Oh, I think that living in this world for any period of time could... Troy, are you suicidal at the moment? At the very moment, no. (laughs) At the very moment. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, just wanted to make sure, like, we don't need a contract for safety or anything. Should we do a product review? Should we talk about something lighter? Troy looks at me like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. No? No. That will translate to plenty of people, I'm sure. Who do treatment? Or have been to. Or have been to. Yeah. Ryan used to work in a treatment center, so she knows all that. Also, my therapist makes me do it sometimes. Oh. Okay. I don't really, I don't know about that. It's all right. I'm not fucked up enough. What are you saying? The F word. What are you saying about me, though? I don't know. I I thought I was revealing a lot of horrible things. People are like, oh, my God, she's so screwed up in her head with all that. So did I just take the heat off you? Is that what happened? I guess so, yeah. Oh, okay. It's good. Product review. Product review. We're going to do a product review. Yeah. Here we go. Don't spill your juice. (laughs) That kind of rhymed. Don't spill your juice in a product review. Right. All right. So have you guys heard of Chocolate Inspirations before? I have, as a matter of fact, heard of Chocolate Inspirations before. And what do you think about it? I think that it inspires me to eat chocolate. (laughs) Who needs inspiration to eat chocolate? Uh, it's not an insult to the company. I'm just saying I don't need any inspiration. Uh, I just do it kind of compulsively, actually. Okay. I think I'm addicted to chocolate, actually. Why wouldn't you be addicted to chocolate? It's kind of like a Pavlov's dog thing. Like after I eat, I need a piece of chocolate to signify <laughs> I'm done eating. You know, <laughs> that is when the meal is over. It's not any other time. Okay. But anyway. Okay, so Chocolate Inspirations makes a lot of different things. Among them, uh, some of the the most notable is the English toffee. Yes. The English toffee is... Incredible. Yeah, what she said. And phenoms. Leslie, tell us what I just said. And what else is it? It's just freaking good. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you like English toffee. And who doesn't? Yeah. And if you don't know what English toffee is, but you know what a Heath bar is, I think that that's kind of what it is like, mm-hmm. too. Um, Not dissimilar, for sure. And also, they make stuff called uh, peanut butter pillows. Which, which is if, a weird name for something, but. Yeah. I don't. But if you get the chocolate peanut butter pillows, that's like a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. 
which is awesome. And they have cinnamon. It's like a grown-up Butterfinger. It's a grown-up Butterfinger, yes. They have um, cinnamon bark, right? Mm-hmm. All truth, of them truth. are great. What else do they do? What else do they send us? You like their hot chocolate cups. I do like the hot chocolate cups, and I just eat them plain. Do you want to explain how they're meant to be? Well, in okay, so they're like on a stick, and it's like you would put it in a cup. It's like hard, kind of hardened chocolate. On a stick. On a stick. Like and a popsicle stick, and then you put it in your cup of hot milk or hot water. And stir it around until it melts? Around. Yeah. And then you have hot chocolate? Right. Or... Chocolat? <laughs> or... You can just eat it off the stick like I do. Yeah, or you could do that. Just a giant, hard ball of chocolate. It's, yeah, on a stick. Like a chocolate lollipop. Correct. So, yes, um, and there are different flavors that that comes into. I don't know if they've got, like, caramel or caramel latte or cinnamon or something. They've just got different flavors. But anyway, what is their website? Um, Chocolateinspirations.com, I want to say. Uh, this is where I was not prepared. So, chocolateinspirations.com. Awesome. And they're all handmade in little small batches. So, go check them out. We like them a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> so, um... I don't know. I, I guess I, they. it's not all vegan stuff, though. But they do have a lot of stuff that is vegan. Oh, no. So when you look, just make sure that you're getting the vegan stuff. Okay? Okay. Okay. How do I find you? I am vegan underscore ninja. How did you pick a name? What do you mean? I don't know. Mine didn't give me a name. It's, when you, it's optional towards the beginning to make yourself your turn. To New game. How do you want to find your opponent? Vegan underscore ninja. Username. I think I'll put a call out on the radio show. Anybody can play draw something with me. Vegan. And then hopefully I will be able to. Underscore. Well, then I'm going to leave this whole session. Be satisfied. <laughs> this game better be awesome. It's so much fun. I love it. Troy's not impressed. No, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I just don't think it's life-changing at all. Okay. It's not life-changing, but... Anything, anytime you want to do something more than twice a day, I think it changes your life. I mean, a more practical, small level. I'm not talking about... Okay. All right, should we green challenge? Yes. I like how it's a verb now. It's time for the green challenge. Green challenge. Green challenge. There's no gloves. There's no swords. No white suits. Uh-uh. It's just green challenge. You're just doing the earth a solid. It is time to green challenge because Ryan has made it into a verb. Mm-hmm. All right. Green challenge of this episode. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Just if you if you see something, say, say something. something. <laughs>
<laughs> Basically, yes. If you see something like trash dumped where, where it shouldn't be or scary looking green glowing water or something like that, report it. Tell folks, hey, look, it's something. It looks like something over there that maybe shouldn't be and it looks really scary and like it could kill the planet and it would hurt. Maybe if a little raccoon got in there, they would be sick. Don't let it happen. Call someone and say, just report report it if it looks gross. Because maybe just nobody knows. And maybe somebody else can go and clean it up. It's like the easiest green challenge ever. I missed the entire green challenge. I wasn't listening to a word you just said. Try if you see something, say something and clean it up. Yeah. God, wow. I was drawing for you. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. So, <laughs> report pollution. That's the green challenge. Oh, okay. If you see, like, some toxic-looking glowing rainbow oil slicks and that raccoons could vomit from. And to whom are people reporting? Well, that's the hard part, I guess. Like a local government or government agency somewhere. 911? No, I mean, well, actually, yeah, I suppose you could. You just say it's a non-emergency call. I call 911 all the time. <laughs> I do. Well, you guys know where I live. I call 911 all the time. So, I do. You just call and say, this is not an emergency. And then you let them know what's going on. There's a guy... His name is Troy. He's digging through my trash. No. Well, I mean, use common sense about what you should call for, but I don't know. So my last call was on Friday night. Right now it's Sunday. And I called him on Friday and I was like, hey, this is may not be an emergency. It may be an emergency, but there is a man laying on the road at this intersection. He's at the southeast corner on the boulevard. I don't know whether it's an emergency or not. I'm not going to check him out. You should send someone to do that. And they're like, oh, we already got calls about it. I said, thank you. That was it. Hmm. It's good to call. I've called when I've seen, like, old people wandering in the street. I call when I hear gunshots or things that might be gunshots. I call when I see people prowling around in my neighbor's yard and I don't know who they are. You don't know. It's good to call. You don't. Do you guys remember the time that I was biking around and I don't know what time of night it was, I don't know, maybe near 11 o'clock at night or something, and I came across that bus stop by the lake, and there was a very young girl passed out on the bus stop? That's, you should call. I did. I used to call. I hung out. I stayed with her, too. I tried to wake her up, but she didn't wake up. I call if I see people having fights, like yelling, screaming fights. I call if I see... I call, I've called and reported bikes dumped in our yard because they could be stolen. You don't know. You just call 911. And if it's not like you're not in the process of being assaulted or something or there's not a fire happening, you just say this isn't an emergency. If it isn't, but it still needs attention. And they'll send somebody when it gets time. But it's good to call because you, who knows? Okay, should we... Uh, and then you know what, what the drill is, so you don't get so nervous. I'm not nervous. Some people are afraid to call 911. Oh. 
It makes him nervous. Okay, well, then... Are we moving on? This isn't really green challenge anymore, but I'm just saying call. It is okay to call 911 if you see pollution. I'm not talking like a McDonald's wrapper in the street. I'm talking like something, (laughs) something obviously out of place. You want to know why Allie's my hero? Why? One time in the summer we were walking around and there was a very full trash can. And in that very full trash can was a plastic, like, gallon jug thing. Yeah. And she took it out of the garbage, and then we went in the store, and she said, can you recycle this to the people in the store? And they said, okay. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. It was still cute. Yes, it is. I think I I need to make some signs to stick up at the gym that says, throw your plastic bottles in the recycling instead of the trash, because I'm constantly sifting through there and carrying bottles to the recycling bin it's right across the room you're at a fucking gym you can walk across the room why would they put them next to each other what why not put them next to each other yeah i don't know but still you're at the gym you can walk across the room i don't disagree but maybe people don't realize that there is a recycling there yeah well and if they put them next to each other people are obviously not going to throw things that shouldn't be there you know what i mean if there's recycling next to the garbage, they're not going to throw something in the garbage that should go in recycling. Unless they don't know any better. Which is possible. It is possible, I suppose. Okay, anyway, enough of green challenging. Shout, Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. For me? I don't know. I guess I don't really have any right now. Oh, I know. I know. This might be a good place to put it, I guess. What? Um, it's not necessarily a shout out. It's an invitation. Anybody out there who listens, who wants to play Draw Something with me, it's an app, it's a game, I love it, and I just got Ryan to send me, to sign up and play with me, and Troy, I invited to on Tuesday, but he's too slow for my tastes, because I get like one game every two days, and I need many more than that, so I'm putting that out to everybody out there, if you want to play Draw Something with me, it's so much fun, and there's a free app for it. My name on the game is vegan underscore ninja. So come find me. Send me an invitation to play. And I will play draw something with you. And we'll have so much fun. Um, I think my name is something weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. If you want to know Ryan's name, she might be able to figure it out for you. No promises. Any other shout-outs or announcements at this time? I would like to shout-out to our new fake band. Okay. The, the Hush Fuckers. Wow. That's our crew. Gonna shout-out to y'all. Troy's in the band. I am not in this band. You're not. But you don't botch. No. And that's okay. You don't need to. We still love you. Apparently botching is debauchering. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I'm too... I don't know. What What has been your favorite debauch so far? Was it when you went to the hospital? <laughs> On Halloween? That was Halloween, right? No, that was Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, yeah. Halloween was my favorite. 
would have been the Saturday. The Saturday Halloween, Halloween, not the actual Halloween? Yeah. We find ourselves all sorts of shenanigans. It's a good time. You should... You too could be injured. No, I don't want... I get plenty... This could be you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go to the ER or have... Um, my arm in a sling or anything like that okay which is kind of ironic considering I'm the one who gets like spends all this time getting kicks and punches thrown at me one of our bandmates inquired about how I could have not been hurt more more frequently with the level of botching that I do I um yeah I don't know kind of crazy any other shout outs relevantness Troy, what do you got? Um, a shout out to my sister Amber, who hosted Thanksgiving. Um, it was, I'll say, 95% vegan. Nice. And it's okay, I don't really like croutons anyway. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I had mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. And that was it? And some... Um, Hummus and broccoli. Wow. That's what I had. We went to my sister's, and it was the first time that we didn't host in a long time. And my sister made, like, almost everything vegan as well, which is really cool. Well, she's vegan. Her husband and son are not. And husband's mother was there as well, and she's not either. So she made a couple token things for them instead of token things for us, which was kind of nice. Okay. Anyway, I think that's it for this one. Should we be done? Yep. Okay. Bye. 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 (laughs) That was quick.